where are the non San Jose uh, prospect going to be playing this year? What are some big questions surrounding them? So we're going to dive into the 2023 class, the 2022 class, and some of the other non-Barracuda prospects and kind of ask big questions about each one heading into their season. So all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. You're Locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor at Inside the Rink, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen. Proud to be a part of the Locked on Network. We cover your team every day, and if you want to be an everydayer, all you have to do is just follow along wherever you get podcasts, or you can subscribe on YouTube as well, or you can do both. Both is good. Um, today, we're going to be kind of just doing a nice overview of where all the players all the non barracuda non wichita kind of the where everyone's going to be at once especially now that we're gonna start to see cutdowns uh you know kind of just a nice reminder of where everyone's at and then what kind of a big question for each prospect going into their seasons and if guys have played we do have a couple guys who who does have some games kind of a quick very early season check-in on them. So before though we do all that, do need to let you guys know today's episode is brought to you guys by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5, get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. All right, so we're going to start with the 2023 draft class. And again, just Quick overview, what's, where is this person playing and what's a big question kind of surrounding them? And if they haven't started their season, when they can start their season. So, um, of course, the fourth overall pick in the draft. Uh, Will Smith going to be playing at Boston College this year in the NCAA. Um, his season doesn't start till October 7th, which is kind of that is that weekend is the big kickoff for most of college hockey. And I think the big question for him is, will he be one and done this year, right? Can he prove enough defensively, uh, et cetera, to be a one-and-done player for, and then start his uh, professional career at the end of the season. So um, I think for him, yes, the offense needs to be there, but being that full 200-foot player is going to be kind of the, the, what can he do to, you know, prove that he's ready to come and, I honestly don't know. I think it's going to be one of the biggest kind of questions for the Sharks this this season is that's going to be um, is when do we when do the the San Jose pull the trigger on Will Smith and if they're going to send it back um, for another season or if they want to kind of get him in the building and start kind of growing and developing. So um, Will Smith, October seventh, and the nice thing is I think a lot of his games will be on ESPN Plus. Uh, we'll be doing a our best here at Locked on Sharks to be kind of tracking his games. So um, next, of the 2023 draft class, Quentin Musty with the Sudbury Wolves in the OHL. Um, 
OHL season has already started, but Musty is still in Sharks training camp as of right now. Um, hasn't done much. I think he's been suffering. You know, we haven't seen him on the ice for practice. And I believe he's probably suffering an injury, maybe something happening in the rookie tournament. So um, he will be going back to the OHL this year. And I think the big question for him is, the big thing I'm kind of watching for that consistency for the season, right? We know last year the struggles with him at the beginning of the season due to, of course, overcoming mono. And then maybe the coaching wasn't the right fit. Um, and then he turned on, uh, kind of turned things on at the end of the season. Can we have a full monster musty season this year uh, where he is regarded as one of the best players in the OHL? And I think that's, yes, that's a lot to ask to be one of the best players in an entire league. But for a guy like Quentin Musty, who was a former first overall pick uh, in the OHL draft, uh, I think I think it's it's lofty expectations, but I think they're reasonable expectations. And again, doesn't have to be. I just can he be one of the best guys in the entire league? And I think that's big big question for him. And I, I think you guys know how I feel about Quentin Musty. I think he is he could be that guy for the the Sharks this season. So. Um, next, Casper Holton, uh, who will be going over and playing North America hockey with the London Knights in the OHL. Um, same thing, last season started in the OHL already, but he is in Sharks camp right now. Um, big for him, big question for him is translating his game from the larger uh, European ice to the smaller North American ice. Can he add more? We know the shot is there, right? Can he fill out the rest of his game? And I think playing on London, he's going to get an opportunity to do that. Going to be very London's always just an awesome team, and he's going to be a big contributor for that. So having him fill out the rest of his game, that is, that is going to be the, the big Halton in question. Brandon Savoda, uh, the, the Sharks picked um, in the third round. Going back to the USHL, playing in with the Youngstown Phantoms again. They've already started their season, two games, um, no points so far, playing kind of a third, fourth line. So big question for him is, can he t continue to add offense to his game? I know last year he was asked to play a lot of these defensive minutes, but can he add offense and kind of climb up, you know, becoming a second line forward? Um, and continue to add offense before he heads off to college. So um, early in the season, Youngstown has not, they've, I think they've lost both their games, um, but see if he can become more of a contributor for Youngstown as they look to make a uh, uh, defense on their title run. Uh, Luca Cagnoni, Portland Winterhawks, um, same thing, WHL has already started their season. He's in camp. Um, can he be the guy? on one of the best teams in all of CHL. Uh, the Winterhawks expected to make a deep, deep run this year. And I think he is going to be the guy on the blue line. And can he be that guy and play those high leverage minutes um, while he guides his team on a deep, deep run? Building that that type of resume of just kind of being that guy on the blue line. Um, Cagnoni, I, again, I think he's... I've said it before, I'll say it with him. I think he's got that chip on his shoulder, um, the way he works. And we know with small defensemen, right, they're either awesome in the NHL or they don't make it. I just, I got a good feeling about Cagnoni. All right, Alex Landon, um, playing in the SHL, the HV71 team, uh, just got promoted to SHL after starting in the junior uh, J20 league, had eight games in the J20, had a goal and five assists, so not a bad start. Um, has dressed 
but hasn't played any minutes in the SHL. So big question for him is, can he make an impact in the SHL, especially, you know, um, at, at this young of an age? And yes, he hasn't played yet, but, you know, I know maybe they're being a little bit slow with his development, getting him there and then see what happens. And, you know, maybe being that 13th forward, um, uh, we'll talk about 13th forward here in a little bit, but can he make an impact in the SHL? That, that'd be a big sign for the Sharks uh, for him. So, um Next guy, Eric Polkamp, uh, who will be playing in Bemidji State University in the NCAA. Season starts October 8th. Big question for him is, will he make Team USA at the World Juniors? Uh, he had a great summer, especially when it came to the World Juniors uh, kind of showcases. And he, uh, talking to a lot of a lot of the people who cover that, we, we did that you know in the middle of summer uh, with Stephen Ellis. And he looks great, and he's going to be a big, big potential, like if – possibility of making that team USA. And I think good experience for him to kind of continue his growth and development, especially as an overager. Um, so uh, David Klee, who's uh, playing with the Muskegee Lumberjacks in the USHL. Uh, so going back to the USL, US, USHL for another season before starting his college career. Uh, two games so far, does have a goal. Can he, his big question is, can he grow his offensive game on a new team? So um, didn't do too much offensively, but hopefully with a new uh, new team, maybe he can find some offense and, you know, be as he, you know, before he heads off to college. So, um, and then finally from the 2023 draft, uh, Igor Rimashovsky, Playing in Dynamo uh, for the KHL, ten games has three assists while he's only averaging four to nineteen uh, time on ice. That's pretty solid production. I mean, with that little ice time, um, his big question: Can he turn in anything? We know he from his draft profiles uh, loves to try to score. Not super intrigued in playing in the other parts of the zone, other zones on the ice, um, but not getting a lot of ice time. Can you make the most of it? And so far, so good, at least uh, with when it comes to production. So um, before we continue, I do need to take a quick break. Uh, talk to you guys about our good friends over at FanDuel. And if you want to snap into uh, action, the NFL action this season, FanDuel is America's number one sports book, and they got you covered because right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets that you win or lose, uh, that you can get no matter what, win or lose. So if you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's a better time, uh, no better time than now to get on the action. The app's easy to use, wide range of betting options, including spreads. Maybe you're thinking Miami might go up and uh, you know, cover that two and a half point spread right now uh, in Buffalo this weekend. Player props: Christian McCaffrey scoring the touch anytime touchdown. Again, the dude, all he does is score touchdowns for the Niners. Uh, they have overs, unders, whatever your little heart desires. They've got you covered. I like the same game parlays. We can kind of, especially if you see how a game, you know, you kind of think how a game's going to go, and you're like, oh, yeah, I think that, 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 that. Same game parlay is super fun. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, uh, moving on to the 2022 draft class. So uh, Phil B said, 
playing in Linko Ping uh, this year in the SHL. Four games, zero points, first line center. Um, hasn't looked super great in a couple games that I've caught this year. He was actually last uh, last game. He was the 13th forward, so basically just kind of mixed in there. Uh, big question for him is can he take the next step with more responsibilities, right? Played the third line last year, was the SHL Rookie of the Year. Um, now that he's kind of moving up in the pecking order, can he continue to grow his game with those responsibilities um, and be a producer, um, not only in the offensive zone, but in the defensive zone as well, and kind of be that full 200-foot player that we are expecting out of uh, B said in the future. So, um, again, not at the greatest start so far. Uh, you can see a little bit of the offense there, but kind of seem to be just kind of wandering around, at least small couple games I've watched. Um, just the, not quite engaged as much as you would like. So, very early this season, not to worry yet, but just something to keep an eye on. So uh, Cam Lunn, of course, he's second uh, round pick in that draft. Um, playing again for Northeastern NCAA. Uh, season starts October 7th. Big question for, for Lund is, can we see the sustained scoring, right? And he was very streaky with his goal scoring last year. Uh, we know what type of shooter he is, especially, you know, back in, uh, his, you know, before starting in college. Um, great job with the transition last year. Like his transition game was very noticeable, but can we see that goal scoring for him as he goes into year two as a, or as a sophomore season with uh, Northeastern? So, Matthias Havlet also with Linko Ping and the SHL. Um, four games, three assists so far, mostly playing kind of that that third pairing role uh, with Linko Ping. Uh, he has, you know, gotten some some opportunities on the power play, but big question for Link for Havlet is, can he continue to kind of grow and maybe even climb up those D pairing rankings and you know maybe end the season in the middle pairing or you know kind of maybe also running the top. Uh, power play as he continues to grow and develop this year. So um, great, you know, I think solid start for him, especially after last year where he missed the first half of the season um, can, you know, continue, continue to grow and develop. So uh, Michael Fisher playing with Northeastern in the NCAA season starts also October 7th. Big question for him. What does a healthy Fisher look like, right? He missed the majority of last year with a knee injury. Uh, only played in, you know, the final 10 games, I think, um, last season. And, you know, didn't, I think in the playoffs, didn't really get to play a ton. So what does he look like now that he's hopefully fully healthy and then making that transition into the NCAA? Um, raw, super raw, talented player, but at this point he needs some ice time needs some reps so um can he can he earn some of that reps and what do we see out of him so um uh, of course mason bopit uh the sharks goalie pick from last year uh was traded from spokane to uh winnipeg uh is now with the wenatchee 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 wild in the whl um their season's already started but he isn't Sharks training camp, of course. Um, can we see a consistent bow pet, right? Um, terrible, terrible start on a bad Spokane team last year. Got traded. Um, Winnipeg was one of the best teams in all of uh, juniors last year. Uh, that team is going to be pretty good again this year with a lot of their big pieces kind of still coming back. Um, can he uh, be a consistent player for them? Yeah, even as a, it seems like he's probably going to still be a backup this year, but can he 
when given an opportunity, can he be a consistent player? Um, and that the, again, the Sharks need an answer in goalie. So um, Jake Furlong uh, playing with the Halifax Moose heads in the queue. Um, their season's already started. Of course, he is in Sharks training camp. I thought he looked pretty solid in the preseason game on Sunday night. You know, limited ice time there, but uh, I thought he made a, a couple decent plays. Um, big question for him. Um, continue that defensive growth, right? We know the offense is there, especially in the queue, not known for their defense. So that is something he's going to have to kind of, I think, work harder, if that makes sense, uh, to continue to grow because they just they don't really play um, as defensively styled hockey. Um, anyway, so he is he's going to be, you know, can we continue to see the growth in his own end there? So. Um, Joey Maldoni, um, University of Connecticut, um, season starts October 7th. Can his offense translate to the NCAA? Um, had a really good scoring season um, last year in the USHL. Can we see that as he starts college hockey where, again, we know that jump from USHL to college. Um, here it's the gauntlet, right? Can he make that jump there with them? And the same question for Eli Bartnett, who's going to be playing with the University of Vermont and NCAA. Um, season starts October 7th. Can his game tr game translate with increased competition, right? was playing uh, in the BCHL last year. Going to be, you know, that's a big jump from BCHL to playing NCAA hockey. Um, how does his game look? I know he's going to be a defensive defenseman, um, but that that's a big question for him um, is seeing that game translating continuing to see that little offense blossom for him. So, and then finally out of the 2022 draft class, Reese LeBac uh, going to Penn state um, season also starts October 7th. Can he make an impact on a top 20 team? This team I think is ranked 16th right now in the uh, preseason hockey rankings. Can he make an impact on what should be a pretty good team? Um, we know the scoring, we, he has been able, especially once he got traded to Omaha last year, definitely saw the scoring in the USHL. Can he continue that um, playing on a good team? So um, before we continue and kind of cover the rest of the uh, the guys who aren't in these two classes, I do want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Sharks your first listen. Again, probably part of the Lockdown Network. We cover your team every day. And if you want to be an everyday, all you got to do is just follow along wherever you get podcasts or subscribe on youtube as well and we're going to be continuing this week with uh looking at of course we got two preseason games uh we'll probably use some stock up stock down at some point so plenty of good stuff coming on as we get you guys ready for a new season of sharks hockey um so yeah again make sure you follow along wherever you get podcasts or just subscribe on youtube as well all right, the rest of the guys, uh, of course, Daniel LaRock, um, who's going to be an interesting player, and we've discussed on this you know, podcast of what are the Sharks going to do with him. And assuming assuming he doesn't stay with the Barracuda this year, um, he would be going back to, uh, to the Victoria Royals in the WHL. Um, of course, Gannon is in training camp. I thought he looked good as well on uh, Sunday nights, um, you know, during uh, Sunday night's game against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, but the big question for him is, can he return to form, especially after the injuries that wiped out all but four games for him last season? And 
you know, rewind a year ago at this time, we were talking about Gallon Rock as a, you know, potential top five in the Sharks prospect pool. And, you know, it kind of, again, injuries suck. Uh, but so far, so good with the Rock. He looks, you know, he looks explosive still. His skating still looks smooth. Um, I, I just, can he return to form and kind of, Take that next step. This take that next step, despite not playing basically all of last year. Um, Theo Jacobson, uh, who's playing in the Al Svenskin, um, one game, one assist. Big question for him: Can he make an impact? Um, you know, he's been kind of floating around over there in Sweden, and haven't really, you know, nothing's kind of jumped off for him. And it feels like this is kind of a big make or break season for him to try to be a potential NHL player at some point. So I know at least the old coaching staff or the old uh, front office really liked him. Um, but I don't, does he fit in with Mike Greer's new kind of philosophy and the way he's trying to build this team. So um, if Genny Kanishkov, uh, so remember he was a former Q guy uh, went last year, played in the started over in the KHL. Um, He's still in the KHL this year. Has played nine games, zero points. Um, big question is, does he ever come over? And I'm kind of tempted to think probably not. Um, but you never know. Kind of keep it an, an eye on him. Uh, some guys, you know, you just carve out a nice career in the KHL. And that, you know, he's from Russia. Like it makes would make a lot of sense. So uh, we shall see with him. Uh, the Sharks do own his rights kind of indefinitely. So if he ever does want to come over to the NHL, they would own his rights. But um, we'll see. Now, Alex Young, very interesting prospect for the Sharks. So, again, that 2020 uh, seventh round pick has uh, played with Colgate this year, transferred to Arizona State for his last year. Um, his season starts October 6th. And Last year had a big year offensively. Um, I think for him, the big question is, will he sign after the season, right? The Sharks have his rights through this offseason. And if he wants to be a Shark, like, or is this going to be maybe like a Henry Throne situation where he just says, I don't intend to sign. Uh, maybe you flip him for a, a late round pick or you just let him walk in free agency and then walk and then he becomes uh, a free agent where he's bound, you know, he can sign wherever he wants. So um, we shall see uh, with him, I think just continuing on the ice, continuing to kind of show that growth and development we've seen, especially from the scoring end um, the last couple of years. So uh, Timothy Spitzeroff, University of Vermont. Uh, he... Starts October 7th as well. Big question, um, is he going to be anything? He hasn't really done too much with the University of Vermont. I think the Sharks have two years left on his signing rights. Um, but at this rate, the way he's going, I don't think the Sharks will be signing him just because, again, he hasn't really produced too much in the last couple seasons. And then finally, from the 2019 draft class, um, Igor's. Spiridonov, you never say his name right. Four games, zero points so far in the KHL. Uh, big question is, will he make the 2019 class an over? That means none of the guys are just kind of left. Um, this 2019 draft class for the Sharks turning out to be a big old stinker. Um, Gev Knaizev, no longer with the team. Dylan Hamelock, no longer with the team. Uh, Igor Spiridonov, uh, we may never see. Timor 
Uh, Igor Romavov got traded. Yeah, no longer the team. Santeri Hadakut no longer with the team. Yeah, this might be an offer on this 2019 draft class. Um, so, yeah, that's... Man, when I do the... Tw- next year, when I do the 2019 draft class recap, um, that's going to be a really depressing episode. So, yeah. But um, I think, though, overall... So, again, we're... This season is probably going to be a very long season with the Sharks. We will do our best here at Locked On Sharks to to cover these prospects. You know, kind of do more check ins. I think, you know, maybe we'll do monthly or two monthly. You know, bi monthly, two month, every two months. Um, check ins on how these guys are progressing, especially once you know the junior guys get back uh, into it and kind of get into the swing of things here. Because, um, you know, we believe. The children are our future, uh, and the sharks they have a very, very bright future. So, um, nothing to worry about, you know. Again, it's guys like Beast Sid and maybe haven't had a great start to their season. It's a very long season, guys, to go through lulls, uh, all that jazz. So, um, it's still very excited about you know the sharks prospect pool and where it's headed, and um, you know, just the addition, whatever additions they make this year is just going to be a kind of like nice, nice cherry on, on, on top as the sharks team looks towards the future so um that's going to be it for me today like i said we'll be back uh tomorrow where we'll be uh breaking down the sharks uh training or preseason game um i think it's against the ducks uh actually i think the next two are against the ducks so um or maybe the king i don't know i know they're playing the ducks um so we'll be uh breaking down that what the big takeaways from there. Hopefully we'll see uh, maybe one William. I assume we'll see William Eklund at some point here this uh, soon. Then of course, you know, I think we'll do a nice stock up, stock down at some point this, uh, you know, discuss how the guys are looking, which guys are impressing so far, which guys maybe not where they need to be. So plenty of good stuff coming along. Uh, Make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts or you can subscribe on YouTube as well. Uh, Follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and threads. Follow me on Twitter and threads at my fry hole. And until tomorrow, bye friends.